3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
1: there, Billy, The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler It is, take your place in Division 2 Huddersfield
4: Town Steve Simonson's boots now He's missed Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal And collapses in a heap of tears Huddersfield Town are promoted Skipper Schindler
1: a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that chance!
5: Welcome to episode 77 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The Acolytes return to you live via YouTube and not so live if you're listening after Wednesday evening. The Terriers put in a not so magnificent performance away at Brentford on Saturday and we'll be discussing that plus more over the coming hour or so. And as always, inviting your discussion in the comments. Recently, Boris Johnson introduced the rule of six, but being the rebellious overbookers that we are, we've put together a socially distanced magnificent panel of seven more steve mclaren than steve mcqueen i'm your host matt shaw and with me today uh, i've got richard kosmala neil wayne dan porritt brady frost phil senior and the horse buckles has bolted making his podcast debut give a big warm welcome to dale marsden how are you doing mate how are you doing everybody we're all good enough? fantastic uh, before we get into this episode uh we should say that we're sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, make sure you check out the tap rooms at both Berkby and Home Firth because you've only got till 10 p.m. to do so now. Okay, then, guys, on to uh, brass taxes, so to speak. Brentford. So we'll start with uh, Brentford 3, Huddersfield Town nil. the first game at the new community home stadium or whatever it's called at Brentford. Um, didn't go so great. Town pretty much held up the ribbon and Brentford cut it. So who wants to... Uh, Get us underway with that uh, discussion about the game. How about Neil? You're looking incredibly enthused over oh, there. So. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'll always I've got pick on the one who always talks. Please, <laughs> Please don't come
2: with me. Um, we were horrible, aren't it? There's just no sugar coating it anymore. There's, it was horrible. Um, we just rolled over. had his, had uh, tummies tickled, and they've, to be fair, first shirt they've worn in that ground, and they weren't about to watch them for the next game, were they? We'll just gone back in straight, up, hung them up, ready for the next game. It we were just uh, tepid, passionless. He could just reel off a million, a million descriptive words of what that performance was, but all in all, it were it was just awful, wasn't it? Again.
5: Anybody else want to dive in? I, I, I mean,
6: I, I didn't watch it all, but from highlights and from what I've seen, um, but nil nil, you know you're thinking, well, we're doing all right. We weren't, we weren't exactly going to win the game, but we seem to be doing all right. And then, you know, two defenders go off and uh, obviously that makes it a lot harder. Didn't, didn't seem to be a lack of effort, just a, a lack of quality for me. Um, but again, I only saw extended highlights. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm going off that rather than a, a full match. But 3-0, it's another game where we've let three in. Some uh, some shocking defending, certainly for a second goal. And uh a game where apart from sort of an eighteen yard header from Bakuna from a corner, we never look like scoring again. So yeah, it is what it is at the moment, I think. It's gonna be be like that for, for the rest of the season, unless we bring any more, you know, players in next week or so.
3: Well, I think at two it's just like last week. two o'clock, you look at that team, you look who's the centre forward. You know they're the better team than us. It doesn't, you know, that doesn't need saying really. Should have gone up last season, they did a leads and bottled it. I thought First half, they kind of felt their way into the game, they weren't that good. But at half time, I asked myself a question, probably everyone else did. Have they got a few gears to go up? Yes. Of Huddersfield town, no. Their first goal was sensational. That's the football I want to see from the teams I support. That I think Steamers still looking for the uh, for the player now. Tremendous nutmeg, one touch finish, brilliant. The third goal was quality yard, uh, you know, from a town point of view, defending was shocking. They were brilliant, mate. And I think it said a lot for me that Oggy, who has watched us town for a long time and, and not even a town fan really, but he were, his comedy, he was kind of begging for the final whistle when we were one down, two down even. It's embarrassing that. You know, they, he knew we were done. He wouldn't well want done, any done. he, he didn't didn't want any more damage. And we got the third and it was, it's a few people who don't even spot I said, well, you couldn't have expected all out of that game. But this is the thing for me. We've gone from no limits like two, three, four seasons ago, whatever it was now.
1: To so no expectations.
3: To, to no expectations and pretty much. Totally limited. It were, yeah, it obviously we were going to lose that game, but their their quality was so much better than ours. And I mean, we've come on the aim and mistake again. It seems to be a weekly occurrence, but I'm glad it won Ollie Watkins and it were even Tony because that should have been 1 0 there and then. And God, if they'd have got an early goal, you know, it could have been even worse. It were they were so much better than us and it, it were embarrassing, really. Just go
0: back to what Paul said, we had 56% possession that game and we did not control it. We did not control the game.
5: I think the idea point. there, Dale, was that the uh, one of the notes I've made is that we look to try and starve Brentford off possession of the ball. If we've got the ball, they can't hurt us. But the thing is, you can put can't you, Yeah, We've
0: yeah, got yeah. to be able to counter it and, uh, and we just don't have anything. And it was just a typical, you could put that performance into the last two seasons and you wouldn't have noticed any kind of... You wouldn't know where it came from. It was just the same performance for the last two years. Control the game, do nothing, offer no threat, and it was same old.
5: Uh, Phil, passing through the thirds is still still a bit of a huge issue for us. Um, the first goal to me showed 100% why Carlos Corbran wants to build from the back and requires a, a good number six. Uh, what we've seen is Piper makes a, makes a run forward. He doesn't receive the ball. And then Richard Stearman gets dragged out into an area where he wants nothing to do with. And he gets caught square on, which for a 33-year-old defender's a bit unusual, we'll say. And he gets nutmegged and and there's no cover. You know, you've got Ramone Critchlow yeah. on at that point. I thought it was a bright point, Ramone Critchlow. Um, we'll take the second goal out of it, but I thought he did well on his debut. Um, to me, that shows that when the fullbacks bomb forward, what we require is two speedy centre-backs to be able to cover in those areas and those positions. I'm just wondering if you saw it from the same way.
4: Exactly, yeah, I'm going to pick up on it. Yeah. Um... I think if you're going to try and play the way that the manager wants you to play, I think Pippa, he set off too early because nobody else are pressing. So he's gone off on his own, pressed, and he's killed his centre-halves. He's left him totally, you know, left alone with strikers. And obviously with our two slow, slow centre-halves, they're going to struggle. Um, Stearman again, obviously he's wanting to play up from the back. Stearman's trying to dink those crazy balls. I'm not sure what why he does it. He hits a t- channel randomly. Hoggy were just there in the middle just to lay it into and then you know, rotate the play out of the other side and they didn't do. it. little things like that, if if the managers wanting us to play like that, you've got to try and stick to the game plan and, and play that way. And and obviously they didn't and got caught out. But um, you know, I think there was this this still encouraging signs. You know, we, we talked last week about obviously the start and, and the lack of players, etc. But we've played two good teams here so far. Um we got to try and find a positive about this. We've played two very good teams. Um you know, sad thing for me with it though, we have, we've played two good teams who
2: were fancied. Yet, yeah, we were in Premier League just over a year ago, and now we're going into games with the expectation level of getting beat by anybody in this division at the minute. And that, that for me, I find that hard to take. I find that upsetting. I find it soul-destroying. You know, we're, we're expecting to get beat. And you've yeah. got, you know, our, our front line on Saturday, if you count the, the attacking players on there, 30-odd million quid. 30 odd million pounds worth of footballs. I know we've been over it a million times, but you can't ever get away from that well they're still here. And you know, we're, 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 we're in the games now where we're relying on these lads to come back. They got banished last season for whatever, and we're now sort of hanging us out on them like they're going to be this is what's going to bring us round, this is what we've got at the moment. and end of the day they're just not good enough and th- when you look at 30 odd million pounds worth of footballers to not have a to not have a good chance made from those players it's like I mean those three it's like having three empty shirts on pitch to be honest with them and Ben Zadier, Car and pretty. and I don't know I say it every week I know it's a broken record I know I'll get stick for it but it's a fact in it and until the reinforcements come we are going to struggle
4: we had a chat about this the other day, me and Neil, I, we were chatting in the car the other day. and um, I've kind of reflected on it a little bit, to be honest, thinking about the start. And if we keep looking back at this Premiership now, which was brilliant for us, I think everyone's just going to struggle and, and, and get angry and, and yeah. things are going on. That's gone now. I think that now it's totally gone. And, and, and you can see in the first two performances, we're miles off. All I've that was gone it. now. And 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 what we're going to do now is we we're going to try and focus on the people that we've got in this club now and, and try and move forward. There's still a couple of players missing who haven't been playing. Um, but like I say, like my head's been spinning regarding the Premiership because I think the way obviously it all panned out has just been horrendous. But what can we do? We can't do anything. You know, think about the you know you've, you've all been there. Think about the bad days when we've been in League Two, League One. It's you know it's at least we're in the Championship. We've got I think that's the overwhelming thing for me.
0: Yeah. I think that's the only thing because we knew what we could have we, we used to be called a sleeping giant yeah. we got to the Premier League and we've just gone back to sleep again we've just not built on what we could have done and I think that is why I'm so frustrated as a fan well,
4: that's why everybody is aren't they
0: we want to be competing for the top 30 and we just we, we don't even look to be planning to do that yeah. it's uh... I've
6: seen a few people saying oh it's you know, as we've just said, it's, you're only two games in, you've played Brentford, we've played Norwich, you know, two fancy teams. Let's not, let's not panic. And I, I get that side of it that actually, you know, Carlos, yeah, he's, he's been here for well three games, if you include Rochdale. But from a fan's point of view, it's not just two games, is it? It's what now, three and a half seasons? Oh, definitely, yeah. that's definitely, We've been getting almost progressively worse as that time goes on. So you can't just keep asking the fan base, to reset and reset and reset yeah. and reset just because we bring a new manager in our memories are still focused on what were happening over the yeah. last two three seasons and it's alright saying yeah don't panic don't panic but we've been asked not to panic and stick with it now you know through since Wagner left basically you know even then we we're on decline weren't we and you know we're resetting the club we're restarting we've got a new manager in and there's only so many times you can do that and say that and if no improvement actually happens before you just think well I've heard all this. I think, I think that's, I it, exactly, you're right. So. You're, you're right, Paul. And I think what
2: with that though, you've got when you're coming up against Chelsea and Man City and Liverpool and Arsenal lot of you, you can accept getting Benny, can't you? You know, it's, it is what it is. Them, you know, multi-billion-pound squads. When you come up against, with no disrespect, Brentford, and let's not set the Rochdale game out of the equation here. Um, coming up against those sides was. You know, we've played three competitive games and we've not even looked like scoring. That—that's the worry for me.
6: Yeah, that's a... about you know, no disrespect to Brentford, and yeah, there is no disrespect. But on a footballing scale, now you've got you know Mark Devlin on Twitter saying that he's going down to Brentford and he's inspired by him, which is to me is absolutely insane. Why? Why are we Huddersfield Town, a club that's been in Premier League in the last you know very recent future, being historically bigger, better? Than Brentford. Why are we now inspired by them? All right, you might have just been saying that because he used to work there and had a bit of involvement. I think, it, in I it, think, to be honest, pause that. Fans not... point of view, though, that just comes across as again small time mentality.
5: I think that might have got taken out of um, context, to be honest, pause. Because I think a lot of people picked up on on that. Obviously, a lot of people picked up on that and had a go. And I think he he issued a further reply and he said was in terms of the new new facilities, he was comparing it to the old ones at Griffin Park and Griffin Park was. Phil, I'm sure you've, played, you've probably played there before, and the changing rooms at Griffin Park were an absolute shithole by by all yeah, accounts. But, yeah, and I think what sure. he meant what he meant by that is the players should be more inspired by the new surroundings as opposed to, you know, the, um, the absolute ramshackle shed that they had at Griffin Park. I think that's what he meant, but, you know, I, I think it goes back to some, well, it'll come to communication what will come on later, and it was probably just not worded correctly at the time. But anyway, carry on.
7: I think the thing is as well, lads, they are nice seats, like nice colours on them. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know, like, well, just to kind of finish on the Brentford game for me, I think um, yeah, it's just obviously new boss, Norwich and Brentford are better than us. I know we've first that, but I think for me, I wanted to see a performance, um, you know, at least if we didn't win, but we've just not seen anything in the Rochdale, Brentford or Norwich game. And I think that's that, that's the issue. You know, we don't look like creating anything. I was watching it with my mate and um, he turned and said to me, are you getting Seavert vibes? And now I'm not um, because I think Corber and sievert and the Cowleys and him has got, had the worst squad out of them all. And he bring in his own players. But I think it's just, you know, he needs, it's not just the players as well. And obviously he needs time, but, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to Schindler and Toffolo, but, you know, Critchlow did come on and play well, but, you know that's that's worrying. Like, you've got this young lad coming in, his champion, you know, championship against one of the best teams, and I, th- I think that's the issue. You know, like, like we say, you know, Corbyn is a good coach by the sounds of it, but you know, he's not a magician. You know, this this team isn't good, like Neil said. I know we bang on about Benza and Dear Carby, but you know, they've been given second chances, this is the third chance. And like, are we really relying on them to you know, fire us? I mean, Matt did the stats last week, you know to score something like 20 goals a season. I think we all know what the issues are and I think it's frustrating to keep talking about it, but, you know, it's there. We all know what the issues are. You know, we can't score, we can't create and you're not going to win games.
5: Shall we go to YouTube and see uh, Neil, your are moderator, but obviously with you being on your phone, you might not be able to oh, yeah. dive in like you did last week. Um, right, okay. Who wants to be moderator this week? Pete Collins is all over it. I might make him moderator. Uh, right, okay. So uh, Pete Collins rightly mentions... <sighs> It feels like you're clutching at straws a bit, and I know why Pete's mentioned it. But there was a red card offense not given, potentially a red card offense before half time. And losing Schindler and Toffler's obviously thrown things out, um, you know, having to bring on Jaden Brown and Critchlow, who are decent players, but again, it throws the game plan out a bit. But I I, I don't think we'd have won anyway, so I'm not going to try and hark onto those as any sort of form of excuse. I think we were beaten fair and square on the day, but. Red, uh, probably a red card for me. It was one of those where if it's your team, your man, and he gets a red card, you're like, oh, a little bit harsh. But if if you're uh, if you're there at the game and it happens to your team, you stood up on your see out, you go, you're dirty, and you're proper kicking off, aren't you? Two yellows, point, two yellows, mate. Two yellows. Two yellows.
2: I take his point about, um, obviously, losing those two, great losing two of you back four before half-time. But on the flip side of that, that just highlights to me how weak squad looks at the minute. It's uh, we're, we're threadbare, aren't we? You know, you lose two players out, and all of a sudden you're in the shit, aren't you? Basically, and it's uh, it obviously we need this SAR when he'll be ready, I don't know. Um, obviously, he will be out of quarantine by now. It's just a case of getting in match fit in it, but you know, we're desperate for him. I mean, you know, put a different spin on it. We need if you are in in Danny Ward, Lewis O'Brien, um the elephant in the room, Carlin Grant, you know, add, add those in and the side looks a lot stronger straight away. I'm not saying it's a a challenging side, it's a side that makes you tread water, I think. But yeah, it's uh, a lot stronger than what we've got now. And, you know, if you add those lads in, it does look it does look a lot better. But at the moment, we're, we're, we've got what we've got and it's it's not great.
5: Now, let's finish in, let's go through these comments. So, da, uh, Dag Barnett says, sadly, we need to get real and have players who are uh, we have players who aren't good enough and don't want to be here or are mentally shot. Um, this is something I was talking about with um, Stephen Chicken the other day. So it feels like, you know, with these players, a line was drawn, which players probably don't usually come back from. And we've kind of like, you know, you draw the line in the sand and we've kind of gone over with our foot and gone, you know, just moved it away. And then we've moved the line again. And I think at some point you've got to make a decision and go, look, it's not going to happen for these guys. You know, whatever we do, whatever coach we bring in, David Wagner couldn't get anything out of these guys for whatever reason, they, they just don't suit the football club. I'm sure they're not terrible players, but they're not showing anything at the minute and at, at some point you've just got to say, right it's not working, let's cut our losses and let's bring in someone else, but it's probably easier said than done, especially in this current transfer window, to move people on and that's probably why we're, probably why we're stuck with them at the minute, but uh, let's let's move on. So uh, Daniel Sanderson says things like, Phil lying about being at Main Road makes you think what else he's lying about I always think that's a bit of a harsh thing to Throw at Phil, to be honest. It's the thing. There's probably worse things you can you can level at someone than a game from 1987 uh, or whenever it was. Um, Phil Marston says, "Is it time to drop them, Neil, and bring in some of the younger lads, or do you think it?" Because to be honest, if you bring in some of the younger lads, uh, Phil, even anyone jumps in, it, it can destroy their confidence as well if they're not particularly playing well. I'm uh, Phil, squad, you were there with there
2: when Small, isn't it? They've got to be involved. It's, it's just how it is. The the squad is threadbare. I'm just thinking in particular. They've been bombed out. They've been vilified by the club and by us. And now, like you say, we've just sort of seen lining sand and gone, yeah. Well, that's over because we need them. And it's uh, when when you're relying on those players to come back in, A, they aren't good enough. And B, do they really care?
4: Mm. Phil, 23s. Well, that's it. 23s have just had a decent result against uh, quite a strong Liverpool team where tips and, and, and minaminos and players like that. So for me, we we bring a, a, a coach in and who wants to develop players, stick them in. Stick the kids in. You know, you've said before, like you talked about and Benza, where's her head at? They've been they've been not tried, it? it's not worked, they've been bombed off, they've been slated by like fans, obviously, in this Twitter where they're laughing at them at, at not not forest. Where's her head gonna be at? They'll see this Twitter. So they come back to our club and they're given another chance again to play and they're blatantly not good enough. And, and we've got these young kids who are, who are doing all right. Stick them in. Stick them in. I we're think we're to
2: get behind them, are we? We're all more likely to get behind
4: the younger lads coming and having a go Definitely. rather than these chances. You've got players like Hoggy, Stearman, all, all experienced pros who uh, are going to help these young kids. Why not put them in now? I started my first season we, we got relegated. I played the last seventeen games of the season. We got relegated into the lowest division. I got loads out of it. Absolutely loads out of it. It didn't affect my, you know, it didn't affect my thought of, of how confident I would be in my performances. Because the season after it's probably one of the best seasons I've had. So just get them in. Stick them in.
2: You see older lads as well, your dogs, your steamers, your shillers, etc. They all clearly care, don't that they play like that. Whether whether they're good enough is a different question. Definitely. But, You know, they play like they care. And when you've got those lads in amongst you, you know, you know, full well, Phil, from being in professional dressing rooms, that rubs off across the dressing room. If you've got lads in there who you know that aren't really in it.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah, uh, there's a Nottingham Forest fan in the comments, probably looking for Brady to do that video finally for him, Brady. But there's, uh, he, he said he'll, he doesn't know whether to laugh or cry if dear Carby scores against him on uh, on Friday night. I've warned him already because these things written in the stars, isn't it? Written in the stars. The greyhound chasing the goal. That's <laughs> yeah, <thing>, from the, <laughs> speed from <bottom> the
6: driver. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's, goes, uh, town <laughs> <laughs> I'm
5: click that and hold you to that.
3: Some breaking news on some breaking news on Sky says that Sky demanded let's me just have a look on this yellow ticket Sky Sports have demanded Karl and Grant starts for Huddersfield on Friday night as they have only got one audio chant he's electric
5: <laughs> he's still checking that's in the, in the TV contract
3: but on another point it's a joke the guy should have started the season he should have played I don't care you know you pick your best team he's going to make us look an embarrassment now obviously the, the fee or whatever West Brom they couldn't afford him and stuff I, We'll, wasted, talk, about, we'll talk
5: about Grant at the end because we've got it in the in the Yeah, the sorry, time. Matt,
3: but it's, we've wasted three games there, and I'm counting the Rochdale, which people seem to be saying are preseason friendly. Last time yeah. I I looked, it would a it would a cup would game. That it was a cup game. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, go exactly, on, Matt.
5: Sorry, it mate. I don't want to. No, no, know, it's all right. It's just a, it's, it's all right, mate. I mean, I should be used to it by now. But, um,
0: <laughs>
5: but, <laughs> but only a few hours after the game, Town announced, you know. Announced the signing of Carol Eiting to soften the blow of defeat, if you like. Um, and a man uh, quite close to us has written an article on Carol Iting, uh, which is now available on www.takesthatchance.com. Uh, Brady Frost, you spoke to uh, a couple of uh, Ajax fans, didn't you? So, can you tell us what to expect from this new man? Because I've already, uh, we've already mentioned, struggle to pass through the thirds. Uh, getting from the second to the third, uh, second, you know, the middle phase to the third is, is just non-existent. Is this the answer to uh, all of our prayers?
7: I mean, it it sounds really promising. Um, So the guy who helped me out was uh, called Ajax, conveniently. Um, And fair play to him because he wrote that in his second language. It's a Dutch speaker. Um, Main things for me, they were saying he's like the embodiment of the Ajax Academy. Um, He's been at the club since he was, you know, 2007. Um, He's technically gifted, as you'd expect from Ajax. But his nickname's The Professor, and that's been his nickname from his teammates because he's intelligent with the ball and passes he makes. So I think it all sounds good. Um, apparently he's got a, a good sense of humor as well and he's good at organizing players on the pitch, which is why he's made captain. Um, so yeah so it sounds it sounds it sounds promising. Um, I think the issues they were saying was obviously he's had an knee injury that's kept him out for um, nearly two, uh, two seasons now. Um, but he was back in the squad um, post lockdown, and he's not the quickest. Um, but again, they were saying like he's a real diamond in the rough. Um, if he can stay, if he can stay fit, it sounds like we've got a good talent. Because you know, before his injury, people were comparing him to Van der Beek and Frankie Dion. I mean, I know he, <laughs> if he had those comparisons now, he wouldn't be at Town. But it sounds like if he can stay fit, um, it sounds like we've got a really good player on our hands. It's just, it's just that big if. But you know if he's playing in that six, which is where this guy thinks he's actually better as an eight. So it's a bit further field, but um, you'd see him and Hulk kind of retaining, but sounds really good. I think the thing is as well, um, the club obviously knew <laughs> to announce it after that disappointing defeat, because I think this would be a good sign. And I think given, you know, if things were a bit happier around the club, I think we'd all be a bit more excited, but um, yeah, it sounds like he's going to be good. And um, yeah, if he can stay fit, I hope he does well. Uh, so, Phil, I...
5: Sorry, pause. I've got one question, sorry, I'll ask to Phil and then we'll throw it open and you guys can, I'll, I'll bugger off and you guys can talk about everything. Um, in, in regards to when a club is down on its haunches like we were, and, ah, if you like, how key is the transfer policy in bringing in players on a high to try and lift those in the squad? So not to criticise any player individually or any individual transfer, but it's just me sort of wondering, do you know what it's like in the dressing room? Um, from the mental side of, of pro football, we've we brought in Danny Ward, who was homesick. Uh, Pereira, after being relegated with Hearts, having a bad season. Uh, Peeper's relegated at Espanyol. Saar was relegated at Charlton. <laughs> iting has not played for ages. I know this. it, it does get bad. Yeah, iting hasn't well. played I for two years. <laughs> does Does any of that psychologically matter to the group? Or is it just completely down to the individuals and... Or, does it, or sometimes is it, is it better with a new start for these guys? I'm just wondering what how, what effect it has, or if it has uh, any at all. I
4: think I think when you bring in a bit of quality and people know of the quality, it makes a big difference. Um, I remember when we signed um, Dean Gar, um, Steve Bruce, and we had a, a friendly against Leeds, and Leeds had all the the top players playing Alan Smith, Will Cox, everybody. Um, we had Dean Gore and uh, Kwame Adutu. I don't know if you remember him. <laughs> <laughs> Is
5: that when yeah. George Donis ripped them to shreds and then after that, it was completely...
4: No, there was, there was, so there was, there was just the young kids and right. Dean and Kwame Adutu. Uh, this was before Kwame ran over a squirrel and cried and did play. play. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, why he
6: was so bad? Was yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, unbelievable. He, um, he ran over a squirrel to, going to Australia. <laughs> They were in tears in the changing rooms, and then it didn't play after that. <laughs> but those two were great. I mean, we beat Leeds 1-0 uh, in a friend for them, And you just remember the buzz around the changing rooms about being gone and knowing what what difference he would make to the team, which he did. Um, one of my favourite players to, to play with at town. Um, and it does make a difference, you know. If you're struggling, um, it, it's massive when, when when you bring in a, a player of quality and that you know is going to affect the game and affect your performance as well. Uh, just thinking back to the year we went down and we brought in you know, like someone like Sodja. That was a massive signing for us kids, knowing that Sodja would come into the club. We'd not really seen much of him, but we knew he was a good player uh, at the time for that standard. Um, and it made a massive difference. So I'm hoping, obviously, the youngsters will learn from this. Uh, from this. I- I'm just a little bit disappointed. I just think we- we've got some good young players in midfield. And I just think that they're crying out for a chance, dealer. Um, I really do think he's crying out for for a chance. Yeah, he's got but a mention in the comments. There's absolutely here.
0: nothing to lose. We, can't but get any am. worse than it already is. So no just go
4: for it. I just think we just shot. I just think we shot out wide. I just think we need some players who can create out wide. I really do.
5: We've um, been shot
4: out wide for about eight years, haven't we? Let's yeah. be fair. Let's,
5: let's throw the squirrel back them. into the room, then. Sorry, and and pause. you were going to uh, you were going to get fired, in weren't you?
6: No, I was going to just pick up on what. Um, what Brady was saying about, you know, the fellow from Ajax, and uh, as I was making some notes, just, you know, sort of points to, to try to shoe on in best I could, I was, I was actually thinking, do you know what, it's, it has been negative over, well, I won't even say negative, it's just been realistic. I don't think, you know, people say, oh, it's negative, it's negative, but you've got to be realistic, and I think on here we, we try and, you know, actually back up why we're saying what we're saying, but I thought, do you know what, let's try to see if there's not positive that we can go for, and... Um, Recruitment team, you know, historically has taken a lot of hammer and, and absolutely rightly so, you know, there's no defending that. But actually, you know, since Carlos has come in, you've got to look at the three signings and, you know, we've signed someone, brought in someone from Ajax, you know, he's, he's not going to be, you know, the most terrible footballer, If he's especially yeah. if he's been there for a while. He's going to get on ball, he's going to, you know, he's going to be able to pass it around and, and stuff like that. We've brought in a, you know, a Spanish under-21 right back. Again, you don't end up playing for Spain under-21s because you're rubbish. How good he is, is, you know, there to be Georgia seen start, we see start in, though, in yeah. Town shirt. Exactly. Uh, but for me, not a bad signing. And, you know, the, the fellow from Charlton, if he's a ball-playing centre-half, he fits the mould. So, all right, yeah, things are as, you know, great as what we want now. But if them three signings are a thing to come and we can bring some more in, if they're going to be of that quality, then maybe things might look up. My only concern is how long they're going to take to come in, if they're going to come in if they're going to be fit enough, you know, with the quarantine and, and match fitness and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, if, you, if you're looking for, for positives there, for me, I don't like people just saying they're better than what we've got because the the bar is really low. You've got to look and find a signing that's better than, if you're looking to stay up, better than five or six better teams. If you're looking for mid-table, they've got to be better than, what, 10 teams have got. If you're looking to get promoted, they've got to be better than 20-odd player you know they've got to be better players than what's in 20 other squads so to say they're better than what we've got yeah they might be we don't know but that bar is really low Mm. so yeah the danger for me is this this this
0: group of players are they're used to losing they are so used to losing it's untrue they just that is the norm for them we need these players in now or before the season should have
5: started that's why I mentioned at the start, you know, the, the, the players we brought in are, are relegated players. I'm just wondering if that had any any difference, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's good. So I'll throw this onto, onto you as well, then, Dale. Um, Town have been linked with a couple of players, a left back called Nesta Guinness Walker. That seemed a little bit uh, like agent talk, you know, when, when a number of four or five clubs get mentioned in warm breath, it's usually an agent trying to feed a story out to get his client to move in a lot of places. Uh, Florent Hardage and I, uh, Apparently, Kasim Passer in Turkey—it's picking up a little bit of speed there, so he might be on his way. I'm not uh, but here one, with that one. Not yeah, um, yeah. Um, so uh, and one story, on, and it's been mentioned in the in the comments as well. Uh, and you guys, let us know what you think. Chris Willock uh, mentioned with a, a one million move. One thing that you know, the reason why I interjected uh, Dale, and I'll throw it straight back to you again, is because. Uh, for me, one thing we've been mentioning is the new signings need to hit the ground running. We, we, we've mm. lost three games. We haven't scored. The new players can't be projects, you know, who might be good in six to 12 months. It's, it's no good for us. They need to, and it's going to be very difficult and it's not as easy as clicking your fingers. Um, but for me, some of these need to hit the ground running and, and get involved. Chris Willock, is he the type of player that you want to see or is he kind of, because you know, I look at Chris Willock and think, Maybe we didn't see him fully fit last season. You know, he spent a lot of time at West Brom not yeah. playing. He hasn't played. For me, he never looked 100% fit.
0: If you're going to get the Chris Willock from the West Brom game, fine. But he played 15 other games where he was totally honest to me. He, he 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 offered nothing. And one game in 16...
3: Dale, what did you say to him that night, mate? That made him play like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not, for, uh, it's not for public broadcast, that one. <laughs> but no, I, I, quest- I questioned their uh, commitment that night and, uh, and their what they're going to give us back because we give them their support every single Saturday and Tuesday whenever we play. And uh, actually, he was one of the, the players that night who uh, took it on. Uh, but uh, for me, if we've got no money, as has been suggested online, he's a lot of money for not a lot of return again. And he's just another... yeah he is
5: he's 22 he looks for for me. so he played 14 games last season two goals one assist for some reason the goal against Swansea which Mounier tapped in never seems to get counted an assist that's (laughs) a contribution to three goals in eight starts when you kind of look at it like that it's not too bad uh, you know especially for a player not fit and uh, that's you know two goals one assist that's more than the other three put together who, who get a lot of stick. You know, Pritchard, one assist in... Nine yeah, eight, I, can't, I, mean. I,
0: can't, I can't argue so, with that one
5: piece. Yeah, but like I say, it's, you, you it's whether he's going to hit the ground enemies. running, isn't it? So that that's why it's kind of like, I'm umming and ahhing going, is he, is he going to hit the ground running? If he's 100% fit, I think he's going to be uh, an interesting player, but it's uh, whether you guys think he's worth the risk or not.
6: I think sometimes, it, we've talked about it before, and one of the things, I know we're going to come on to communication, Matt, so I won't go too much into depth, but I, I think what sounds can sometimes be um, criticised for is not, as we've said before, reading the room, so to speak. So, yeah, as you've just said, Chris Willock, not, the stats that you've just read out, if you've never seen him play or heard of him, you'd probably say, yeah, hey, has not that bad. But mm. because he played in that team that was so bad towards back end of last season, you automatically just think Chris Willock, rubbish, because he played in that in that awful sort of season that we had. Mm. So sometimes, as they probably don't go into stuff like this, but actually, do you just put him aside and move on and find someone else simply to get rid of that pre-judgment from fans? Um, that can that can play a big thing because if he comes in and doesn't hit the ground, running, really, as Dale's just said, a million pounds, a lot of money for someone who we've already seen didn't really do that much that excited everybody. Would we be better going and spending a million pounds on a different player Coming in fresh, coming in without pre pre uh, judgment and all that sort of stuff. So sometimes you've got to look at it from that point of view as well as just uh, how good is it at football?
3: Yeah. I know we're going to play a certain way under under Corbin, but don't you think that we need to do like, bit, bits and bats? I mean, i got a bit sad. i had Stoke games on my telling in the background. Stephen Fletcher. I mean, obviously he'd passed it. What have you? But every time a bog's in the boxes, you know, there's two people, right. the defenders right. that yeah. yeah. We've got no one like that, and I get we're trying to play on the floor, but I just think oh, we we need to do something a little bit different. And we'll probably come out of Grant in a sec, but I suppose he's got his own way of play. I just there's just that threat, you know, like when you look at our team and you're in the opposition dressing room. Thomas Frank could have looked at that thing. I just he's he's a confident guy. Anyway, I don't think be be arrogant enough to say, but it's like I just I don't see any threat from them. I don't. I feel hundred percent confident we're going to get the job done today, and that's just it. I,
0: Last week there was Twitter talk about uh, Charlie Austin, and the amount of town fans were saying we're not having Charlie Austin. I wouldn't welcome him at our club.
5: It's because he's me, a bell end but you need a Belen. <laughs> we've yeah. not had all a
0: bastard day. for a long time. He Give me half a, a dozen bastards in a day. At and for me, that is <laughs> number a number one yeah. kind of signing. <laughs> and we're not going to get him, but for me, those are the kind of players I want to see. I want to see them fighting for us and yeah, making use wins. of them. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. And um, I, I think it, a lot of the fans don't. They like being the nice, pretty club and this, you know, we're a community club. It's about time we started being a winning football club.
5: Warnock style again.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd take the poor football for...
5: Even Jacko. Jacko win. had a couple of shit houses in there, didn't he, Phil? With, yeah. with Sodji and... Uh, a Sodji were ones. horrendous. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, it was horrendous.
4: hilarious,
6: to be
5: honest. It was embarrassing at times. He's. Uh, um, you, no, need it, you
4: need it. You need it. You need that little bit of an edge. You know, Worthy, Worthy, you just go flying into anybody. Worthy, they? Were nasty on pitch. Um, but then saying that, we had Andy Oldsworth. Yeah. we scared too. of his own shadow. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Worthy trains my five-year-old and sometimes I think he's going to go through him in match.
3: <laughs> you just want to look at our team sheet when it's out on a Saturday or Tuesday, whenever we're playing, just think, yeah, as a fan, you want to think we've got some threat. As an opposition, you think, oh, God, I'm not really looking... Uh, to Mark and these guys but at the moment you're just thinking no problem
4: on a Friday we used to get obviously a list of, of players um, and you'd look and, and I would focus on uh, goal scoring midfielders wide players and I just remember you, you'd have certain players and teams that you'd think oh god yeah they've got a little bit you know Doncaster you cast Doncaster's room player and McIndoe and things like that they were, yeah. they were dangerous players I I, I totally agree I'd look at the, the team sheet against us at the moment and I'd think Where's the danger coming from?
3: But, Phil, it's really weird, because if you scribbled the names out of our team sheet and you looked at the fees, you'd be like, wow. As if you just kind of landed off the moon and be like, bloody hell, 40 minutes, 10 million, 9 million. Yeah. You know, I know we haven't done Pritchard, yet, yeah, which must be a world first 30 minutes on a pod or whatever, but it's like...
5: That's enough battle, ba- battle. But you know what,
3: though, man? I, what else I to say about <laughs>
5: I, yeah.
3: I honestly think it's like... We're, it's like, well, they, they've spent a lot of money on good wages, get them in. And with you, Phil now. It's almost like forget the names, forget what we're paying for them, forget the fee. Get them out and get your Marty Dailies and get other guys in. Who give a shit about other out? Hungry
4: players, players who are hungry to do well. That's honestly, you know, playing devil's Africa, What how, how would it work if we'd have put those under 23s in instead and just played them? Uh, you we know, if, be, what, we couldn't be any worse off, could we? Well, this is it. So you, you just don't know the do end. And I just think you know, this this was the perfect time you now to just get them in. To be uh, fair, uh, it's Giannini or Bakuna, Bakuna who's getting hammered in the Worthy's yeah. there. Danny Schofield's there. Like, two lads who've actually been there and done it. So, they can talk them through it. Worthy, well, were captains straight captains virtually straight away. What do you do with Bakuna?
3: We had a little bit of a group kind of chat. We had some late-night group chats. Liz said about that bear, But <laughs> Bakuna, Bakuna was on our list the other night. And it's so difficult because it's like he won us five, six games last season and probably, I think, kept us up with a lot what he did. But I, he's just anonymous in so many of them and that as well. I... I mean, I, I've, I talked about maybe putting him in that ten role for Pritchard, but then Matt rightly put out that Cowley played him there and he didn't do nothing. Shot I don't know down. where we yeah. Get him so sorry,
2: <laughs> getting back on bench. Every performance last season where he's shown coming off at bench, he had that spell when he came off at bench and scored every week.
0: Do yeah, it again. Shock yeah, him That's into it. it. I said Was in it? comments Was last it? week. So he made it. the impact. Uh, I'm saying he's an actual impact player, and I don't, yeah. I wouldn't trust him to start with.
4: Any game, oh, definitely. Who would you rather have? Cozzy, would you rather have um, Bakuna or Peter Beardsley? Oh, mate, don't <laughs> mate.
3: both games, both guys who come win a game, Phil, as you know. But uh, but you know what, though, I don't think Bakuna, it, I think he'd really spit the dummy out if he got and he got dropped in this. I think he'd just think, well, hang on a minute, we're a third bottom or fourth bottom, I'm on the bench, but maybe it needs that, though. And one of the reasons why
2: it's, it's, it's that simple. All, all these players are a reason why we're third bottom, fourth bottom, whatever we are, haven't looked. Um, <clears throat> let's be fair, we're lucky not to be bottom, aren't we? So they, all these players at some point have got to take responsibility. They've, they've got to look in the mirror and think we aren't good enough. There's only them can sort it out. Carberam can be the best he can possibly be all week. But as soon as it turns up on a, on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, it's over to them. And too many of them that are still here have shown week in, week out that they haven't got the balls for it. And the, the, we need we, the, we need some, like Phil says, get the under-23s in. Matty Daly should be starting games. Edmunds Green, let's have him in and all. Osterfield, Osterfield would arguably want to pick the pre-season and we haven't seen him since.
3: Neil, there was a big article in the uh, Football League paper which... Uh, Obviously out of it's Sunday, Matt price one pound fifty. It's a good read. But Kristen Lavey, the editor, he wrote a big article on Alex Pritchard. It was quite a funny one. I don't know if anyone saw it, but it's like a caricature of him and that as well. It showed like terriers and stuff. But his point was that he's wondered whether Corbyn could do the same with him. I think you mentioned it before. It wasn't Clitcher what was the uh, the other it league player? Click,
5: yeah, it was Klick, it was was yeah. yeah. It was Click, yeah.
3: It basically said Pritchard is at Huddersfield as much as Clitch were at Leeds, and now it's obviously kind of a bit of a cult hero. And he just wonders, you know, it, again, it's similar things of have said to us. fans don't like Pritchard, can he come good? And he were almost like, don't give up on him. But I know he, with Vinius... Yeah, there.
5: It reminds me a lot of Hernandez, that kind of player. But yeah, um, that's the
4: issue with someone like Pritchard. Yeah. It, 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 that's the kind of player he is. So if it don't come off, it, it doesn't look great. He needs runners. Well, that and that, he that needs shot runners he had runners. at a weekend nearly out of the ground. It <laughs> yeah, <really> yeah. Long <laughs> long.
5: They yeah. hadn't landed in Griffin Park, did that one, didn't it? But they've done but, him to
2: death. Yeah, we're better.
5: yeah. Let's let's not give him any more any more hammer. But no, uh, I yeah, thought, some I of I the some of this week did Pritchard when
7: <laughs> they were playing
2: Liverpool. Pritchard, the
0: is he? Empty shirt. <laughs> he's, oh, no, he's, he, down. Down. And, he, he brought the ball down and he touched it <laughs> and he, he, he smashed it into the net in real games he's turned up with them ones that just falls to bits It's not there's no murder ball about that and he, I don't know if he just falls to bits It's
7: been murder ball for nearly three years hasn't it? let's be
0: fair
5: yeah shall <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have a look at YouTube so um, going back to the, the Willock stuff so Leo says uh, we need strikers Campbell's rumoured to be in touch with Chef Wednesday which would be interesting uh, Pete Collins says we could do with Willock. Phil Marston says Willock massively overrated, could do better. Uh, HTFC Stato, um, my researcher from last week, says Pereira, Eiting, uh, Sa, Piper have all played Europa League or Champions League football. Danny Ward is the only signing that hasn't. I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, Josh, Phillips, well, who's, yeah, Josh Phillips who's done an article for us on the website this week. Uh, says surely one or both of Pritchard and Bakuna has to be dropped for the Forest game. It's not really working with those two as creative enforcers. I think as soon as Lewis O'Brien's fit, I'm sure one of those Oh, two we need be, him
3: fit so much, don't we? Come yeah. on, Lewis. Come on, physio. Get your Does job
6: anybody done? know what's actually wrong with him? Is it his thumb so to too it's much quad, it,
5: Did he? Say, <laughs> he's streaming, isn't he? He's injured his thumb. Not, now. It's his play? quad, I think. He injured what? his quad early on, yeah. But this is what this is what we're saying, though, the last few weeks at, with regards to the squad. The way the transformation from Danny Cowley's one training session every two days, or whatever it was, every two days, it wasn't that... Um, it wasn't as heavy as what Cobrand does that, that sort of uh, transition from, uh, you know, a, a more Chris Powell style training regime, shall we say to Brand's murder ball, two or three training sessions a day is going to cause these soft tissue injuries. And the club, you know, the club just needs to be aware of that in terms of the squad. And like Phil says, I think it's worth throwing some of these kids in because they're going to be needed later on in the season because their injuries will happen, you know, while, while people, uh, while players are, are moving, but, Speaking of moving, let's go to uh, Mr. Frost, because uh, you uh, have a couple of Twitter questions, don't you, that you've, uh, you're going to fire out. So I'll uh, I'll let you... Uh, um, crack on.
7: Um, that Guinness Walker lad, Matt, I don't know if this is true, just before I go on. Apparently Great name. great-grandson of uh, Sir Alec Guinness. I thought you were going to say Roy Walker. I'm disappointed. No, no, no. no. So there you go. little um, yeah, so more I think- like
6: a solicitor's firm than a footballer, to be fair. But- um,
7: yeah. <laughs> So I've got I've got two uh, I've got quite a few questions on Twitter. we have got a lot on finances, um, and to be honest, I think if you listen to the Stephen Chicken and uh, Utavia with David Hartrick, they did a really good um, trick and Chick. On finances. So I don't think we should we should answer that. Yeah. Um, can't match them. Can't <laughs> match them. So um, yeah, well, the first one I've got is um, again touching on Mark Devlin. Still got no shirt sponsor. Um, I, i'm wanting to get your thoughts on that because obviously the quote from mark davlin was it's been silent but there's nothing to report we've had opportunities to do a cut price deals but we're not going to sell ourselves rather take the time and get the right deal with the right partner and the question i got about this is we've still got no shirt sponsor yet the club's been f- had to make you know furloughed staff and made redundancies like what do we think do we think it's just to take the deal <laughs> So, yeah, to the panel.
6: I think, it, I think I've think i said it before. I've put it on Twitter. Sorry to dive in as quick as I could there. But um, <laughs> it's, it's one of them for me that if you've not got a sponsor and a couple of people come to you and you go, no, thanks for your interest, but we're think, we think you're better than you. But then you perform and the club operates in a way that it is at the moment. How on earth is a potential sponsor? Just search the HTASC hashtag on Twitter and there's not a chance you put putting, you know, big, decent companies coming towards us and saying, oh, here's loads of money to, to put you on a shirt. So we're already three games in. They've missed the big reveal, so all the publicity from that. This were a perfect opportunity to do something a little bit different. You know, do you go down the charity route? I suggested, you know, just as, a, as you do in Sunday League, you, you raffle off tickets and local businesses buy them. Uh, you know, a thousand quid, five hundred quid, they all go into a app and Big Bob's Butchers gets pulled out, and you know, he's on front it, of the sure, shirt. It's a decent, you know, PR event for a club. You know, that'd get picked up on the media, and he puts the yeah, club sell in off a those full shirts for
5: charity. Yeah, yeah,
6: cool. To have no sponsor is, you know, pretty disgusting, really, for a championship club, in my opinion, anyway. It's, it's tough that's on that. That yeah, a tough one, though. I look
2: at it in a different way. And for me, the the thing that I don't like is, yeah, we haven't got one. Yeah, everything that you've said there, is bang on, they've missed the reveal now. Each each week that goes by, the, the chance of selling it, the value of it is, is shrinking anyway. Um, can they devalue it by getting X company onto it? We haven't got one at the minute. So if somebody's offering us X amount of thousands of pounds and we are saying because of COVID, etc., you know, let's let's give them that one. You know, COVID's affecting them with a lot of money. There's here yeah. coming and saying, we're going to give you X amount of £1,000 to go on shirt. If we're making staff redundant from that football club, our football club is making people redundant out of the job. We're paying, let's reference them three again, we're paying the empty shirts, God knows how many thousands of pounds a week. And there's people who've been working in that club since God were a lad who are losing their jobs, put their heart and soul in, the fans at heart, they're losing their jobs on probably a year what some of these clowns are getting a week. Half a week and we're turning down a sponsorship deal that could potentially pay two or three of their wages that's how I look at it so if you've got a company coming in who they might be deemed to be not blue chip enough you know for us they might not be deemed to be but people are out of work people have lost their jobs in the worst possible climate oh, they're still getting paid their tens of thousands of pounds a week. That money, for me, you, you could sell it like that. You know, we've taken this on, which means we going to avoid making people within the club redundant. This is why we've gone this route. This sponsor's really been brilliant for us, by coming forward with this amount of money.
3: It's hard, though, Neil, look, to play devil's, it's hard though, to play devil's advocate. You might have got a laughable bid in, and then you're thinking, nah, and then... You're going to hold out for Depends a little bit. What it is. Oh.
2: Nobody's going to come in with, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, people know what these things are worth, but the, every week it goes on, they're worth less, aren't they? You yeah, know, but you so. don't know
3: what they've offered, though, mate. That, that's what I would kind of say to stick up for yeah, them, but, the but you I don't know.
2: Shirt sponsorship in that and end of day, if it has been laughable bids, don't say we've turned two down because they weren't quite right for us. No, that shouldn't have been, levels. that, sh- yeah, that should have massive, been not said. I yeah because the value of it were nowhere near yeah. what it's worth to us and to them mm-hmm. so you can't yeah, think, you can't you can't say yeah, that, that, that that's the issue for me
6: that's the problem the wording of the you know said it. It, it sounded to me that whoever's come forward we didn't want on our shirts rather than we you know Grand chef wednesday was sponsored by what? it chuppa chups that were ridiculous <laughs> wasn't it? that put the club and it made him look stupid to me, this is that sort of thing that's happened, not they've come and not offered us enough money.
3: Yeah, you don't say that, though. They were embarrassing, I thought, from the club. You shouldn't say that's that. Yeah, you should, I, do, should do your business. In, I don't know if it was a come and get me play, as they say in the tabloids to other companies, but if it was, it's backfired, and if we don't get one, like you said, Neil, it's going to look stupid now.
6: I tell you what, if it had been my company that approached them and then I saw that, I'd be going public saying it were me that went to sponsor them this is what, they don't think I'm good enough kind of thing. And, you know, I'd be, I'd be out in club on that because the, the way that it were worded were almost like X companies approached us, but we're not having them because we don't want them on our shirt. We want someone better. And, and really, um, yeah, you don't know what they've offered money-wise and you're not going to just take 50 quid or whatever because you can't, but word it better. And again, it goes back to communication coming out of the club at the moment. It's absolutely horrendous. They cannot put anything out that makes a fan go, oh yeah! I tell you what, I understand that because it's it's just worded so bad. I mean, I don't know if we have a PR guy there. Do we have a PR guy? You know, because we need one. Because at the moment, everything that comes out is just amateur, and fans pick up on it. There's, there's everything to moan about. Let's moan about that as well. And you know, if we get jump, that sorted, then you know, all of a sudden things might be a little bit better. Sorry, Brady, I've gone off
5: well,
7: of course. No, 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 I think
6: it's... <laughs> no, yeah, it's Brady, point. what we question again? <laughs> probably no. points, we?
5: Next question.
7: Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, just to say as well, like, to play, to give the other side, um, I think as well, like, we don't really care about shirt sponsors if we're winning three games, do we? Exactly, sponsors, man. Obviously. Exactly. Um, it, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this will be a bit more of a lighter question. This is from James Bentley on Twitter. And would you have watched an all or nothing style documentary about the last five years of Huddersfield Town? I would go yes, because I think it'd be interesting to see what Watch it is really like behind the scenes compared to what we see. Um, but yeah, anyway, what do you think? We used
3: to have one, Brady. I mean, you might not. You're a young guy, but I remember. Phil, you probably weren't born. And Neil, we once had one, mate, back in the day on Betamax. I remember putting it in, Simon Trevitt, Owen Hand Ian Banks. And it was quite interesting. Ray Chapel doing the
5: ground. That Reese Dinsdale one. Right, Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. He presenting it? A young Reese Dinsdale presenting it? Yeah. Is that one. I think it was, yeah. And it were weird. I, so. I, I would absolutely
2: hate us to do anything that like Amazon style because as it stands at the minute, it would just be a complete car crash, wouldn't it?
5: The Wagner years would have been good, though. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think it's good if you can script it. Then we could have
5: it. just stopped it there. That, and that'd have been If yeah, you can too. script it, brilliant, but.
3: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
2: Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs. And the easy way to raise financially smart kids, get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at Greenlight.com/acast.
6: Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I
5: quite like that. To be fair, well, I, I, must,
6: I like it because like, I'm interested in stuff like that. I just finished watching Spurs one just on that, and that, that's really good because that's more on the that's more on the football side rather than the room of the club. Have you seen the Leeds one yet? Not
5: watching. I watched
6: the first one, but I'm not watching the second one. <laughs> exactly. I watched the second one. <laughs> what happens to the end, Phil?
4: Unfortunately, they got promoted. The <laughs> <laughs> not need to watch Wait it. In, waiting, waiting, waiting. I thought I felt I like them. I think they're good. I think they give a nice insight into. I thought the Sunderland one were brilliant. That were really good. It brought the so Sunderland one were a great watch as a yeah. new. So many thing. questions for fans: I mean Rodwell, that, that you know people's thoughts on 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 what he should have done and it. I think it's brilliant it gives fans a real good insight into not yeah. only what the players go through as well you forget what the players are going through uh, day in day out you know it's I've been I'm, I'm lucky enough to do both and and the stresses are so different so different um like you say going back to players and, and not caring about clubs some do some don't that, that, that is just you know some care about work where, wherever they're working some don't it's just through life in it, but the difference is for us. Like we're supporters, we, we we care more, and you want them to care just as much as you. But in reality, they just don't. Some of them don't.
5: No.
2: I think those
7: documentaries are brilliant. I really do. I think they. I like them. They're amazing. Well, yeah. No. Cheers, lads. Thanks for thanks for asking the questions. Back to you, Mister Matt Shaw. Post.
5: All right. Let's go into communication then. So. There was a, a, an interesting conversation developing on um, after Cosy. You posted a a live, um, just a an, an innocuous live tweet, if you like, and uh, uh, conversation started to flow. So, a, a good question, I think, and, and way to take this. And I think I am going to go initially to to Dale and Cosy on this one, so you guys can uh, prepare for this. Um, and pause. Will we'll, all of you can get it anyway? I'll bring you all in. But uh, how do the club keep a connection with the fans if, if no one's in until March? So how do the club keep the fans happy on side, especially with the way things are? How do people want the club to communicate? Because potentially we've been spoiled a bit by Dean, uh in, in how he uh, how dealt how he's dealt with people before in, in a business or in a football club. Usually the man at the top doesn't always give you the answers. It's usually one of the management, you know, like Lee Bromby's manager of uh, head of operations, Mark Devlin, your MD. Usually they give you their individual answers. And it was a conversation between John Axelson, a uh, Swedish terrier, Bernard Lizuski uh, at B Reflex, and Ben Denby. Uh, and I found it quite interesting. And th- there was one thing John Axelson started, he said he wants uh, communications to be a bit more open. Uh, he thinks there would be much more understanding why things are the way they are at the minute. So, um start with the first change he would make would be uh, to be more open with the fans. And Bernard lazuski's come back and said, it's a well-expressed sentiment, but what exactly do you want the club to be more open about? It's a competitive sport. So presumably any club won't want, for example, to state an open transfer budget, which I don't think people want. Uh, and Ben Denby as well says, uh, he doesn't think, you know, he sort of says it, the neediness for people to know the ins and outs of the football club isn't sustainable really. And, uh, for example bet people never ask their own boss for a balance sheet which is probably a good point Um, so John came back then and said you know he he mentions the Hoyle Q&A's you know it's very quiet at the minute how do you guys so Dale I'll come to you first but how do you think the club should be communicating at the minute Uh, the club are obviously struggling there's a certain section of fans if you like I'm not saying this is good bad or whatever but if the club put anything out, they get jumped on straight away, and things are construed and negatively, or you know, you could just get signed an effing striker, etc. So the club are obviously struggling to deal with that itself. Um, as a as a fan who goes on social media quite a lot, how do you want the club to communicate with you, with with your target audience, as you, as you as a target audience?
0: Me personally, I don't want to see what the players are eating. I don't want to see what the skills they can do. This side of that I want. I don't follow the town socials anymore. I, I, I had enough of listening to the garbage that they're trying to... I, I don't know who they're trying to address their, their target audience. Is it the kids? Is it the folk who are paying week in, week out? Or I, I don't think there's any kind of strategy for their media presence. Yeah. Um, Phil said he was the custodian of the club, as advised by Dean. He wasn't the owner of the club. There's a custodian of the club. He's part of us. And I don't feel like the club are open. I don't want to know the ins and outs and how much we're signing players for and what balance there is, like you just said. But at least give us an idea of a plan or some kind of programme that we're kind of trying to follow. And I don't think we've had that since since Wagner and Weber. And I think that's so frustrating because we don't know where we're at. We don't know what to look forward to. And we're just surviving. We're just literally Doggy puppy. That that's all it is for me.
3: Cause, echo so much what Dale said. I've kind of had a few uppers. on social media. I just, I've, I've unfollowed them, uh, Matt, and I've unfollowed the club I love. It makes me sad, very, very sad. But I don't get it. You know what? If we win on Friday, three nil, we're just going to have videos of someone doing a three sixty turn. Look at this. Look at that. I mean, we're hyping players up. I it so frustrates me, he does that. We, do, we, don't, we don't seem to be level headed We either seem to be up there if we win or, you know, if we lose, we just kind of go one way. I, I just think in these unprecedented times where, let's be honest, we'll talk about it later, but getting in the stadium, looks a pipe dream at the moment. You've got to do something different. We're on here. We're doing something different on a Zoom. Why aren't the club doing something like that? Why are they not like having to select 80 to 100, you know, kind of people and have a Q&A? And then maybe get it out, you know, to the masses and that as well. I'm probably going to get loads of abuse here, but as spoke leads, I know Rugby, but they've really Chest looked wanker. at, they've really looked after us, mate. You know the communications they've got. I've got like half of the, I've got souvenir shop discount. I've got uh, the plane tomorrow on, on an app and stuff. That's just part of it. I saw a tweet the other day where someone said, uh, "Well, all we've got at the moment is just we've paid two hundred fifty quid for an iFollow follow." Uh, you know, voucher, which is what it is at the moment. Why not give us a, a free shirt or something like that as well? I just, just make us feel proud. Just imagine that on your phone tomorrow. I know it's, not, it's only a little thing, but just congrats, you know, Richard, your card holder. Thanks so much for your law support in these unprecedented times. Go to the club shop, put this code in, you get a free shirt or get a discounted shirt. Just give us something back because we're getting nothing. And while I think, you know, maybe we would get, you know, if we were going down to the stadium, we could have vent a spleen and we could, you know, we feel part of it. We don't feel part of it anymore. I honestly think that even if we were kind of doing a bit better, I don't think it, I feel so much detached. We've been spoiled. We've had Dean, we've had Sean, who've fronted up, you know, God, the abuse Sean got, but he always put his head above the parapet. At the moment, the club just seems to have, yeah, they're getting abuse and stuff, but unfortunately, this is, this is, unfortunately, real life in social media, but they're taking a view at the moment, right? We're, we're being spoken to like... But you've got to remember, this is just a... Ma- He's kind of a growing man on it, but Pete, they're getting abused, but not everyone is. So there's, there's loyal fans out there, like, thinking, "What, what is kind of going on? So I suppose in a roundabout way, they seem seen done nothing. I mean, Devlin's... I don't even follow him on Twitter, but what has he done, the guy? Nothing. Commercial guy. We don't see him. We've had it good before, on, but uh, it's it's just so frustrating. Sorry, I, um, no, I
6: think on. Oh, go on, on no, i I was going to say, for me, you, we're just coming in because you both Dale and Cosy have, have mentioned sort of the target audience of a of a football club, and and football clubs we've got to realise they've got fans. You know, obviously, fourteen, 15 we'll have social media right all the way up to. You know, eighty plus, and you know some of them will be on social media as well. That's so lots, I think what yeah. they what they put out actually on their Instagram and on the Twitter and stuff like that have sort of come to accept me that that's not me anymore. I'm too old. You know, I'm thirty five. A lot of the little snippets and like Dale says and because the the three hundred and sixty mm. spinning videos with the flashing lights and all that. You know, that that ain't for me anymore not interested in that, I can accept that I still follow the club because they put information out so that, and that's information that I need so I kind of gloss over the, the snippets and you know all that sort of stuff I, I, I kind of get that it's not for me for me communication though, wherever there's questions being asked by fans and no answers forthcoming that's when fans start to fill in the gaps for the club and mm. that's where things can get really quickly out it of hand you because also. you get one yeah. question and someone replies to it and it's Absolutely, totally the opposite. Yet, yeah. 15 people see it, then they all jump on it, and all of a sudden, it's gospel and it's right. So, for me, if if I were the club, what I would three do, versions be, of gospel be, as well, don't you? Well, yeah, I'd be monitoring the the social media of the, I know it's a bit stalkish, but of the fans, what what are fans discussing on on Twitter and you know forums like down at the Mac and stuff like that, and what are people wanting to know? And then I'd be coming out and trying to address that. I'd be saying, look, we've seen X, Y, and Z being asked. Um, this is what's going on Obviously we can't go into massive Pounds, shilling pence about what's going on But yeah, we have been affected by you know, Covid, Stephen Chicken the, the podcast that you've already mentioned Went through it, and it, why doesn't someone from the club Come out and just give facts and figures You know, we used to get x in, but because of this Now we're getting Y, and all of a sudden there, You suddenly understand I listened to that little bit of 10 minutes from Stephen Chicken And actually took a step back and said, look, yeah, I've been screaming out for transfers, but actually I can really see now why yeah. we may be not going out and spending all this money, and it was 10 minutes worth of decent journalism. Why can't someone at the club do that? You know, you've got all these people, right at the start when Carlos came in, it were, it were overwhelming how much stuff they were putting out about everybody being on the same page, and now, you know, there's actually nothing. And like I say, wherever there's gaps, people starting asking questions about Canal Side, what's happened to the money, is that why we aren't buying players who we can't afford to you know, we've put a port cabin up rather than redoing it. And as soon as stuff like that gathers momentum, the rumour mill churns out some ridiculous things and all it takes is once, every now and again, a statement, a video from, you know, Phil, Mark, whoever's at the club, just address some of these concerns that fans are having. And What's all of a sudden, you lose a lot of people questioning you because they know that they don't need to make it up because they've been told, might not like what they're told, if they're told summer, it's better than being told no for me.
3: so you got to do something different though, mate. And I mean, Reynolds and like Yorkshire cricket, they rang all the elderly people in COVID. How are you doing? Are you all right? You've been a good member. Sorry, you can't come on the games. How are you doing? Little things like that. Town did the, that what,
5: though, didn't they? Yeah. We, Fraser Campbell was doing bits of that. Well,
3: Matt, the, like and you've and got, and, and, not, I, not I to know that lo- level,
5: lo- but yeah, they, they I know a
3: lot thing. of people who were lost a little bit of local cricket because they went to play golf, and obviously with the COVID, the, the cricket won't and stuff. A lot of people are gonna be lost to seal town unless they start doing something different. There's yeah. such a standoff. Do they just think a few uh, a few kind of weeks uh, you know a few wins will change everything? I'm not gonna name names, but I know someone who kind of works in the media and they've said to me they feel the club don't feel there's a problem. Well I tell you what, there is a problem yeah, and I think fantastic. it'll and even if a few, you look, a few wins won't change that. I think if you look across social media, Twitter, etc.
2: in particular, because that's where most of us are on, that's where you see most of the the chat sort of to in and fro and you're getting people, myself included in this, you're getting people going from being at a level where they defend the defender club and try and back the club with whatever and appreciate what they're trying to do, and as soon as you see those fans, I mean, I've done no but winged on here for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, I like, I, and I don't like it, I don't, I don't enjoy doing it, but you've got to be honest about it, and there are thoughts. And when you see people, I, I consider myself to be an average fan, like everybody else is an average fan. We go at games, we have an opinion, we, we get excited when we won a game, you know, we're gonna be champions on one, two on top. <laughs> it, whatever we've all been there, we? We've got carried away with stuff. But at the minute, there's nothing from the club to give us something to get hold of. And when you lose and when you look across social media when you're losing people like me, who are, I'm at the stage where I'm not that bothered if grams opens up this season. I'm I'm, all, I'm already there. And that was my, you call it a religion. It is to an extent, isn't it? You know, I go there with me dad. I've sat and I've thought to myself, I said, I said to uh, Mrs. all the week, I said, I might have genuinely seen my last game in a ground with me dad. That could have happened. And that's, that's that hurts. That really hurts, you know, because my dad's already said he won't go back until it's safe to do so, because he's, you know, well into his seventies and, and what have you. So I might have seen my last game in the ground with my dad. So on that, I don't, I don't know what they can do, but with things like that in mind, the club need to start. I mean, to be fair to him, and I'll, I'll mention it. I won't go into too much detail because it won't be fair. But a couple of weeks ago, on here, I had a right go um about the communication and the fact that this new guy who'd taken over from sean i didn't even you know and i said i didn't even know if he was still there I didn't even you know are you there and i genuinely said that i won't take piss i didn't know if he were there or not mm. and fair play to him a couple of days after he ran me um for a chat and fronted up which i thought fair play to you because you know well i'll probably on phone with him nearly an hour and and that one particularly pleasant for him here in everything that I've said. It's stuff that we've all said on here. You know, engage with us. The, the kicks are, what are they, 50 quid for a, a shirt that's worth, you know, probably a tenner. Give us, people who've bought season tickets for this season, throw money at a product that they're not going to get all back from. Put an offer on, like you said, Cosy. put an offer on where you buy one, you get second one-half price, or because you bought a season ticket, you get 25% off it whatever, if you if you get a name put on back, all that kind. Give us something, because a lot of people won't buy a shirt because they're not being able to go at game. We know that's a fact because people have told us. So with stuff like that, you know, do not necessarily interview with the club because that can be very much led by them and what they want to tell us. But come on and do a Zoom chat. You can invite 40 fans onto something like this and do a Zoom chat.
5: I'll tell you what, um, Neil... Well, well, while we're doing that, I will offer if Mark Devlin, Andy Ward, any of those guys want to do it, I will organize it. Yeah. What would be a good idea is if we get not just, not just a merry group of fans, not us, you know, not necessarily us, specific, no. specific fans who have got who can deliver an opinion with obviously without being abusive. Uh, and I will happily chair or organize Mark Devlin, Andy Ward, any of those guys to come not onto a, an episode of our podcast. It's not going to be our podcast but a meeting which can then be put out and fans can ask questions because at the minute it feels like there's a, there's a missing link somewhere and I'll happily do that. So I know people at the club listen to all three podcasts. They might not listen to us anymore after the last few weeks, but if you guys are listening, I'm happy to organize that. I'm happy to do that. I think it'd be a good idea not only to get podcasters on there, but also the likes of Stephen chicken from the media, etc., and let people ask questions in a, in a, in a, um, format which is not going to be destructive but in a format which is going to be beneficial to everybody and I'm happy to organise that if, if anybody at the club wants to come on. And that's you could okay. even do it
2: so the questions are given beforehand so they know what questions are coming. Yeah, and I, don't, I, don't answer. Mind. I don't mind you know, that, as, that as long as people done. get but the info you know that they're yeah, looking they get, for. Yeah as long as they get the info that they want. So Look you,
3: in the news this week Matt we're going to talk about and a sec, probably about the you know potential demise of EFL clubs. The club's got to think outside the box, it's got to do things different, it's got to you know, do everything it can to get you know any money, any income, all the support it can get. At the moment it just feels like we're shooting ourselves in the foot, man. Mm.
5: Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like we've we've got we've had some criticism before about um, some of the interviews we've done. You know, you know, we're not Jeremy Paxman, so we'll we'll make sure we can get you know anybody on who, who can ask you know a, a question. And like I say, I'm happy to do that. That's the thing, pause. Um, any more points on Brady? Do you want to come in on points on communication?
7: Yeah, just a quick one, because I, I, I work in um, social. Um, I think the thing is, like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I think there's been, there has actually, in fairness to the club, I think there's been some stuff that's gone out that's all right. So you've got the expert view, um, so you've got Chicken on there. I saw they had Natalie Sawyer, who works for Talk Sports, She's a Brentford fan, previewing the game. I think stuff like that. Um, I, although I'm not the fan of the graphics personally, I think the behind-the-line stuff's quite interesting. That's the kind of stuff you m- more want to hear about. But you know, I think the thing is not to bore because who really cares about social? But you know, there's different audiences with different channels. You know, like Face. <laughs> no, I'm going crazy. There's you know, Facebook tends to be for the older generation typically. Twitter's more for your football fans, and um, you know, and, and Instagram's for the young young audience. And I think there is there is stuff you know that they have done that's all right there's stuff they could do i agree with you matt like having some kind of more open communication i think this is more not just a social thing i think like you say it's more a pr thing and it's looking good in the press you know doing those good like feel good things like giving you a discount or you know they did do Zoom, zoom calls to fans i mean i think they could do more of that and that'd be better um yeah i think it's just you know it's being open and honest i think what you've got to caveat with that as well is, again, if we're winning, I don't think this thing's such an issue. But, you know, the matter of fact is, we don't, none of us, well, all seven of us say it, don't feel great about the club. The club that we love, the club that we used to go watch every week, home and home away. And I think that is, you know, if that is the case, if it's led to believe that they are thinking, oh, it's not an issue. I think that is worrying because, you know, you will see the comments. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't work for the social team, but you see the comments on everything. Everyone jumps on that. And, you know, there is stuff you can do. Um, So, yeah, I think it's more like, like we've kind of touched on, it's more a PR, PR thing and like the goodwill stuff. And like you say, we, you know, people have said we're in the club's pockets or whatever, but, you know, we want stuff to be good. You know, we would help out. I'm sure the other stuff would help out. And yeah, I don't know, you know, they, they do some good stuff, but again, I, I do think if we're winning, we don't really care about this as much, being completely honest. But the thing is, though,
2: there's reasons why we aren't winning, isn't there? And that's yeah. why the questions are coming up. Absolutely. If we're winning, yeah, we won't be complaining because the things that need doing now would have been done.
3: No, but if, if two yeah. people on yeah. here who follow a club for, like, combined 40, 50 years are unfollowing the club's Twitter account, that's, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. That
5: is bad.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Well we have uh, Matt's had his call out. So
5: uh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Matt at takes that chance.com, You've got my email address at Twitter at T T C Matt. You know, just find me a message if, if you want me to do it I'll, I'll or give us Or do it yourselves. Um no worries. Um right, do you want to move on from comms or is anybody out there? On,
2: on that note, Matt, doing it doing it yourself don't work. Do it yourself oh, yeah. don't work because it's that's very much they're just telling us what they want to tell us. No offense to the guys in there, but like they do the thing that's the post-match now, where they talk to whoever and one of the players, say Tommy Elthick, for instance. And I appreciate they've got to put some stuff out because it's not going out. Mm. And you know the guys who are doing it are great people, but are you going to get a true reflection of the right opinions when it's one of the players? He, he can't talk about. He, he can't go in there, and and not that it's. I'm not recommending that people call them three three empty shirts, but. Is he going to go on there and give a fully balanced, honest view on that performance or the previous two performances about those players? No. He's
5: good, I, isn't he? But he's compromised. Yeah, 100%.
7: I think the thing is as well, like, and I'm sure we all know this, but at the end of the day, the, the club, like, you know, there, there is a part of it where, you know, most businesses will admit their faults. So there can't be, a, you know, even... in. You know, if there is stuff going on behind the scenes, it's not that they're going to be honest. Yeah, you? Let, let, let's get this, this right. Let's get this right. We
2: would love it. Everybody on here, everybody on Twitter, everybody on whatever else channel would absolutely love it if we got naff all to complain about what we're buzzing and beating every three and every week. That's what we want. As a football fan, we only want... And i would say one thing, two things. Yeah, we'd love to see a team win. But if we can rock up or even current climate just watch an iFollow stream or whatever and see a team out there having a real goal a team where you can put your shirt on happy you, you know it's, it's all about they're playing for you you can tell the go out there they give a shit they're playing for you that's all we want
5: so it's that easy for me shall we move whatever on division. yeah shall we move on let Neil book that with uh... With that, so a uh, couple of points left, really. Uh, I know we've been on for an hour and 10 minutes and people are probably getting bored, although we're still still 89 people watching, which is decent, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, so are on telly, mate. Yeah, so some of the people, um, let's have a look at, at this. Uh, Phil Marston saying, hey, the Premier League experience. Sorry, Matt, I think I need a stronger pair of glasses because this is starting to look really small to me as I'm getting older. Uh, uh, John Smith says a club of messed communications up by saying or making statements and then not following up with action. The videos of canal side development is a is a prime example. I think that was promised a couple of months ago, a, a canal side update and it never came, but is uh, Mark Devlin did say on Twitter there should be something shortly on that one. Um, not being able to go to any games is actually a blessing. Seeing a team who doesn't score or win very often isn't very fun at all, and that's the point Chris Green's made as well. So that's a good point because you can just change the channel if it's crap, you know. And, and the yeah. club are losing people with a flick of a button rather than walking out. You know, it's it's easier to. Got drive yeah, off. Well, I know
2: it's not town so well, but I follow don't work. So you know, for a lot of people, I can't even get on to turn it
6: off. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh right okay let's move on so government say no fans for six months so that's a good good way to move on to um to that so how do you guys feel about this cozy you you you've always got strong strong opinions on um on fans in stadiums and you're a good go-to person for this how do you feel about these uh the new directors from uh, from our friend boris and um how do you think the club i know we've talked about communications but how do you think the club handle this now and and what could the club do going forward i know you mentioned that slightly in passing and it's overlapping a bit
3: yeah, huge issues, isn't it? I and mean, it kind of entered six months as well. And mm. if we're being honest, you know, this latest is kind of locked down. These I don't think that'll be a date so. I think we'll probably go back. So it's so worrying. I mean, the uh if you think about League One and Two couldn't afford to finish last season, no fans, no games, c- cancelled it. And they've started without any fans. And there, I know there were a thousand in, but I've been reading kind of a few of the chairman's kind of comments this week and that as well, and uh, I know he's a bit of a dick, to be fair, the Paul Scully at Gillingham, but he was saying even a 1,000 fans didn't do any good because the costings you've got to put to kind of look after the people in there, it's like it doesn't make it worth its while. I think there's massive issues, and it's scary. I think we're going to be caught in it as well. I think a lot of people think in the Premier League money and what have you and stuff, it might. In the end, you know, us not spending a lot might be a bit of a saving grace, but it's... uh, it's a real problem. But what I can't understand is so this is bizarre. And on Saturday, I'm going to go to what Scarborough v. FC Man United. We can have 600 people in, which I think is unbelievable to say that obviously everything else has been sacked off. But uh, it's really weird because I got a ticket uh, for the game and the, the, I spoke to the one of the Scarborough directors today. What he was saying is, is that this is kind of clusters. It's almost like a game of local cricket. So it's not called elite sport. So you can I think Brigouts will have a game, Liversidge and what have you. So so it's really odd that like these local games are will be on, although it all depends on the individual councils and things. But I just think we've got real problems. And the big question is, I know it's been done to death this week, but are the Premier League because let's be honest, these are the only people I think that's gonna be able to bail out because I don't think the government are gonna, even though other sports I've been reading have asked for governments, you know, helpers, rugby unions, another one, but I, I think there's real, real issue. I know Phil talked to 60 and maybe it's not going to be that many, but I'm worried. I'm very, very worried. And it's not just not being able to get back in the ground, but how many clubs are going to be left after this? Do, do the Premier League give a shit that if, uh, you know, we lose another 20 and stuff, another few. I know Macclesfield were different, Wiggins, only just hung on by the skin of the teeth. But there's people been saying this week that by Christmas, they won't be able to trade anymore. That is worrying. I don't think we'll be in a stadium by Christmas. What's gonna give, and I just we've always proud ourselves and proud ourselves in this country ninety two teams and professional clubs, and obviously even the non league. But the non league have said, haven't they? They're not gonna go with a crowd unless there's a crowd in you know the top tier, the, the fifth tier. So they're pretty much saying it. But the trouble is, the two are divisions in ours, league one and two have started. Are they gonna finish? I don't know. I think this is the biggest threat to the game that we've ever had. And uh,
2: I don't see how they can finish when they finished last season early
3: because they couldn't have
2: fans in, how can they finish this season? When they have a full season, we know no
3: match the income. It's, you can't do it, can they? Neil, I'll tell you another thing that's a bit of a worry as well. There's been quite a few COVID tests and stuff last two weeks. that We didn't see that last year. Now that yeah. the tests are... We can't get tests at all. There's a massive shortage of tests. The Orient game got binned off last night. David Moyes embarrassing. You know, during the game, he had to leave and what have you and stuff. I think we're going to get this a lot more. I think it's it's such a threat and... I'm worried because I love football. I I love the strength of our country's football kind of network, shall we say. And I just, I just don't see a a future really for, for a lot of the clubs. Are they going to have to go part time or players and stuff? There were a couple of people today on my Twitter saying that they've got to get real, uh, you know, some of these players, but they're not going to volunteer to take wage cuts. I know they did it in rugby league to keep the show going rugby league. We're a bit different, but I always kind of feel rugby players are a bit more kind of savvy and, and kind of get the cult, get the I don't know, the people. Where I just think if you yeah. ask some of our guys to take a cut, I mean, we didn't take a cut, did we? When, for, as far as I'm aware, the first uh, you know, kind of set of COVID, and yeah. I'll throw it out to I you guys, but I'm worried you'll
6: have you know, we reported that when negotiations broke down with Chris like, Willock for town, just as a perfect example, he'll, he'll have a contract in place for X amount of like years. Old. Why amount of money. Now, for players to start moving around now, they're going to have to lower their expectations on what they can be paid, Because especially if they're moving clubs. So, you know, if Willock, and I have no idea how much he's getting paid anywhere, so this is just round figures, but if he's on 10 grand at wherever he is and he wants to move to town, at the moment, we might only be able to offer him five. So he's actually better off just staying where he is, seeing what happens over the next 12, 18 months and then looking to get a new deal, you know, then. So... It's interesting, you know, Stephen Chicken was saying on, on the podcast about the transfers and there's, you know, there's we, we moan at town that we've not really bought anyone, but not a lot of other people have. Uh, I think, did you say something like the average net spend were minus 8 million? So, yeah, yeah, you know, people are actually selling and you've only got your Premier League club really that are doing big business. But like you say, I think the only, only positives that might come out of this on the flip side is people might start to go watch more local football. So you said, you know, you've, you've got Scarborough and Liversidge are playing on Saturday, so if anybody needs to watch any football, £6 in, you know, you can't say the fairer than that to watch some live football. So they may benefit slightly. But then do you, but, get, but used do you get used time to that? you to
3: Dale, can I ask you something here, mate? There's it. a lot of talk. The bail, you know, bail's getting, was it, paying Madrid's half of the wages or what have you. But do you think that the Premier League should bail out because I think Dyche had some controversial comments, didn't he? We'll say, well, hang on a minute. That's kind of saying, you know, your top, I don't know, Harvey Nichols Cafe should bail out Joe Bloggs Cafe down the street and stuff. Should... What's your kind of view on that?
0: Uh, see, I'm talking about the whole thing. This, the football's kind of built on how the banking system was back in 2008 when it crashed. It's built on nothing, really. These clubs have been funding themselves on, uh, with money that they don't have. I'm kind of half for a reset in football as a whole, but I don't want to see clubs die, people lose their clubs. I don't think it's down to the Premier League to kind of sort out and kind of help mismanaged clubs. I'm torn, I'm torn. I don't really have an answer either way because I think there's positives on both sides. It's call positives. Phil, what about you, mate?
4: Um going back to our administration when, when we were struggling we we obviously was, us as players put the club into administration and, and I, I lost loads of money out of it money that that was in my contracts that was owed to me I, I chose to um, not take that money and, and take a smaller lump sum some, some players took it over X amount of years I players have got to take a bit of responsibility to be honest and they're getting paid well and um, I just think it's difficult. You know, would you guys do it in your, your line of work now? If someone said to you, you know, take a wage cut and and whatever you've missed out on in these next couple of months, you get it over thirty five years like we were told. You know, it's difficult. I, I just think at the top it's ridiculous. The, money I, at the top is just embarrassing.
3: I think the thing at Rugby Phil, they they basically was put. You don't take a cut, there'll be no game for you. So it's in your best interest. I think you, in our division, you'd be thinking. There'll still be some up there, mate. So yeah. you wouldn't do but it, the you're right? But I don't think
2: anybody thinks it's actually going to happen. I don't think anybody believes it's going to go bang. But the longer do. that people can't go in
4: grounds, you are going to start seeing clubs go out of business. It's that simple. I think my, my obviously my worry is is the, the the clubs lower down. You know the wage difference between Championship and League Two is is massive, um, and and you don't want to see clubs go. You know, folding. But no, you know it's it's such a it's such a massive difference in wages. You know, I remember speaking to Dean years ago when we were, I can't think it was Lee Clark, and we um, were talking about Fraser Capital's wages and they were talking about the wage bill for Cardiff. Cardiff's wage bill was 40 million. This was bloody ages ago. You know, like, it, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely frightening money for a club like Cardiff who, who weren't a massive club before. You know, they, they, they did something similar to us. It's just crazy. You, you know, you can't. It's crazy. But... What can they do? You know, it's it's down to the players really, and and they've got to be asked first. I'm I'm sure. So, I mean, look at Marcus Rashford; he's been fantastic, hasn't he? You know the things he's done, and I'm sure a couple of players have, have thrown money here there to to other people. And but yeah, what do you do? What would you do? Take a
3: cut. The trouble in, is that you know, well, they tried really? about that salary cap, but it didn't go down well, did it? You know, I think I think they were mad because Rick Paddy kind of just said, "This is what's happening," rather. We're going to have a kind of salary cap rather than kind of engaging the chairman because you know a lot of them egos. So I think I think that's definitely something that's got to happen. But God, how would you do it? And freedom of contract Bosman and all that. I just
4: we 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 were all cut. I remember we were all cut. I won't say how much it was, but it, it weren't much at all. Some of the players who were on a lot of money they were living off peanuts. Uh, and one of the young lads had a, had a bonus after playing 10, 10 first team games, he got a big lump sum. And and when the money were cut, he he bowled in in a brand new car with some subwoofers playing and all players are like this like what's going on? He let some little my mortgage and he's got a brand new golf with with subwoofers. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, funny times. less said
3: about Eddie Yards
4: the better, mate. I think. <laughs> <anyway.
6: laughs>
4: I right, definitely weren't him, Ludio. What a legend, anyway.
6: He's funny in it because like there's two sides to it. You you probably find that your Premier League clubs um ironically, will maybe be better off because all of a sudden all those people who maybe went to matches, you know, such a small percentage of their match day income will now be maybe buying a sky sports subscription that they didn't used to have. Yeah, so, you know, on that side of it further up, I think, you know, when we were at Premier League, it were a match day income were about five million. So you know, probably sort of 10% of us as, you know, as income that we had available to us. And back down in championship, about 50% so it's a massive difference for clubs and I'd imagine even lower down the leagues you know especially in the League 2 you, your match day income is basically or probably 80% of the income you know your sponsorship deals aren't going to be as much and you know folk buying pies and you know a couple of beers in ground you know that could play, pay a player's wages for the week and similar as simple as them pies not being sold could actually have a massive detrimental effect let's but, be fair n- n- nobody's buying a scarf at the minute other. Well, why would scarves. you? Because scarves. you, you scarves. generally scarves buy football. The you you generally buy stuff to wear at a match, don't you? Like you say with yeah. shirt sales, Neil. Eight, yeah. You know, a lot of people buy a shirt because they wear it on a Saturday.
2: the. Saturday. so your scarves and your hats and stuff—they're not selling any of them, are they? No. And then when you're in you, there, you get, might buy you might buy something else when you're in there because it's three quid or whatever. Um, this is where a
6: club. This is where a club needs to be, you know, be thinking outside the box. because, like, for those shops, I know. You know, because they had a, a rant about it not being open, but football is going to be that little. It's probably not worth turning electric on. So, what a club need to do is think of ways to get some footfall through that shop and, yeah, socially distanced or COVID secure and all that sort of stuff. Think outside the box and get people, you know, down there or even maybe online. A, yeah, you know,
5: maybe a pop up shop. Can you pause? Like a pop up yeah. shop somewhere where there is footfall, because well, yeah. feels not a busy place, so. Go to Home Firth or something, you know, melt well, They could advertise, course,
2: they? It, they? they could advertise an event at shop,
6: but oh, well, get it sure. all
2: buried out and stuff. There's no reason why they couldn't bury it all out around that car park near shop.
6: Well, not even that, you know, if uh, you know, one of the things that I think with crowds going back, um, just coming back to that point is you talk about social distancing You stands, all right, yeah, that that you can manage, but on the flip side of that, do you want 10,000 people, for example, all going to the same place on the same day? That's probably the barrier to opening stadiums in a larger scale than actually when they're in the stadium, because we'll be all social distance outside and all that sort of stuff. So instead of getting people to the product, take the product to the people. Hire out a, a, mo- you know, a mobile library as an example. I have a mobile club shop and you know, drive through on Firth and say, right, we'll be in Own Firth. And then we're going to Golka. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. And take the, take the product to the people rather than the other way around because that's certainly what we got. Hey, oh,
5: Boris. Boris, <laughs> I thought
6: you were on the other night. Yeah. He's back on. No, he's back on. The future
5: is bright. If there's yeah. <laughs> 100
6: town fans in my village and there's a bus parked up where I can go up and buy some, I probably will, but I ain't getting in my car and driving all the way to Woodersfield to buy it. So they've got to start thinking of different stuff. You can, can have that little there. must online,
3: You must have internet where you are, mate.
5: <laughs> I,
6: tell, I I'll tell, you
3: I'll tell you what's not, quite you
6: a good idea. I mean, people might not think of it. You know, you go to local village to buy a sandwich on your lunch, and it's there. You think, "Oh, I'll go and I'll have a look." You know what I mean? I you, tell you tell what's
5: been a good idea, ball. pause. Um, there's a, there's a. I think it's a Danish football club are doing a like a, you know, like the American drive-in movie style things. So they're having you know, football fans drive in, you know, and park up, you know, in a in a lot of spaces, and they're putting it on on a massive screen and. You know, at that point, that's where you can sell items. You know, you can sell food. You can say, well, maybe you shouldn't sell alcohol if people are driving in, but you can sell certain things, you know, and you maybe you can have a pop up shop that people can go to, etc. And it's things like this ideas, and it's how clubs might need to survive in the new age. Yeah. Let's I
0: follow, uh, I follow SI Noven, the uh, second division of Dutch club. And what they did this year, because they knew they were getting no footfall and no income, mm-hmm. what they did was a group of fans actually created, they called it a bus line. And they had six or seven episodes and they were only 10, 10 minute short videos where you bought a bus ticket for each stop. And it was like history, your culture, your fan friendships, little snippets of bits and bats of the club of FC Eindhoven. Town have got 210,000 followers on Twitter. If it cost each person five pounds, that's a million pounds you could potentially raise just by doing some informative social media bits and Taking it to the people, like Paul said, you don't have to move from your computer on your iPod or whatever. It's it's, it's there for you.
5: That's a good mm. point. Shall we? Are we all? Are we all good on this? Or do we? Need yeah, to I was on? just
3: going to finish Luton and Watford yeah. fans who were on tele today. They uh, they were driving up, but I don't think it were uh, to watch the game in a cinema, mate. God, that <laughs> that were uh, that's
5: been uh, in an, out, an outdoor one, isn't it? But um, yeah, so there's, there's something strange just come up about. Um, investment at Wrexham there's Ryan Reynolds and another American actor looking to Ryan Reynolds the guy that does Deadpool looking to buy Wrexham that'll be a a strange thing but anyway that, Matt. what about Friday I think we're going to get some of it it might be a goal or,
3: or a win but we'll do
5: something well speaking of the goal uh rumors are Carl and Grant is back in the mix um is this a point to, or is this to prove a point to West Brom from outside? Who knows? Uh, to me, the Carl and Grant situation doesn't look entirely like Carl and Grant's refused to play. It looks like maybe there's a bit of both here. Maybe the club are trying to protect him. And if that is the case, I'm quite happy to have Carl and Grant back in. If get he's spat in the in dummy the out, team. if he spat the dummy out and he's saying no, I don't want to play, then I'm I'm less inclined. But if it's a bit of both, then get this guy back in, get him, get him scoring he's goals. Electric. What about you guys? Cause, cause he's chant. We could we could steal that for Naby Sarr. You heard what
3: I said earlier on. Over to you, guys.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, pause.
6: Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit with you, Matt. If he's turned around and said, "I aren't playing," I mean, it's a it's a really tough one, and it goes back to players having more power than club, not just at town but anywhere. If he can turn around and go, "I want to move," I out playing, um, and then move falls through, and all of a sudden he turns around and goes, "Oh, can I play again?" To me, um, as a chairman or whoever makes that decision, the answer would be no, tough, you know, go, sit in reserves. But on the flip side, he's a decent player. So if he's going to play and he's going to score, he's only going to benefit Othersfield Town. A, we'll get some goals. B, we might steady on here. Put himself get a in the shot win. window as well. And he puts himself in shot window and in January, you know, somebody might then think, as a West Brom, well, we will pay what they want, but...
3: Also, where would you play you don't
6: him? I know it facts. You don't know, do you?
3: Where would you play him?
6: Well, I like right. him. I like him as a as a wide Terry Henry style. As you know, I think he's better off out there than as a, as a striker up front. And if we can get Danny Ward on pitch, maybe you know him as a spearhead and, uh, and Grant just outside of him might work well. Um, I don't. I, as as I said before, I don't think he's the greatest footballer, but will he'll, he'll score goals. It's just is his head in the right place. That's the main question, and we don't know that because we don't. We don't know
3: what's going on. I must admit though, I think Sky Friday night, the old underlights and all that carry on. But I, I think this is this is his stage, man. I think it's a good be a good move, get him in. It is yeah,
6: like I say, if he comes on and you know, if he scores two goals and we win, you
3: know, is it all is forgiven, but we can't see Remember last, last Friday night? Remember last Friday night, Mr. Marston? Oh, I remember it well. <laughs>
6: What, what yeah, I mean is man. that we can't sit here and, and sort of have a pop at, you know, a picture of Dekar being in Benza saying that we will not ever play them again because of their attitude and stuff. And then say to Caroline Grant, yeah, you are all right to play if you've just been as bad. Yeah, he's a better player, so it gives you that. But, you know, there's, there's, there's two sides to look at it. And, you know, depends how desperate we are for... I think, we're a mega more than else.
0: I think we That's have to start winning games. We, we have to just start... Forget the personality parts of it. We, we have to start winning games. Tough and we we're ball. to get us
2: players on pitch. They were going
0: to give us a chance to do that, and he's yeah. one of them. Isn't
3: it? Honest, yeah. out too much. They were awful last week. They were really, really bad. And uh, this is one for us to win here. Come on, let's
5: let's don't, get don't it. Don't make me clip saying, that out when they hammer us.
2: Before, before we came <laughs> on though, earlier on, Dale said earlier on, we know Uddersfield Town. We are. If anybody's on a bad run or struggling for anything, we are the gift, aren't we? So <laughs> oh, right, yeah. let, let's not be. Let's not be for once. Let Forrest be a gift to us, you know. Let's have the irony of ironies. They they all can't stand Deer carby either. So we'll take a one dollar a Deer carby somewhere up, <laughs> anywhere off his body. It won't be a foot, will it? I'd have then, I'll,
6: then I'll drive to a to get my ass out in front and
3: tell <laughs> I'd have Pereira in me, guys. I'm going going for it. Pereira would be in for me. Agreed.
5: Uh, likewise. Well, front off. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Grant, a part,
6: start,
2: you know. Grant start Matty Daly had start it's, they're obvious ones for me they're yeah. obvious ones and it needs to happen because let's be fair in three games so far it has not happened at all
3: it's like what Dale said saying earlier though, 56% possession at Brentford you want, you'd have took someone's right. didn't feel like, like that watching it though did it oh, no, no. But, but teams know what they can do, give us the ball we're doing I think we've just got to go for it on Friday I've, I think we can do it you know no. We did it. We did that against
0: West Brom. We, we we took the game to them. We started on the front foot. We took the game to them, and we'd not seen that for how many weeks previous to that. Uh, go for it again. You've got nothing to lose. You're expected to lose now because we're we're on such a poor run again. Just go for it. That's all we want to see. Yeah,
7: agreed. No, I think it's the most. Well, sorry, what were you going
3: to say? No, no. I, I oh, think. Okay. Are you going to book the trend and say we're not going to win here?
7: I think it's the most winnable, isn't it, of the first of the, these three games. Um, it's now because to us. Yeah, well, they're, they're doing as bad as us. They've not scored in their first three games. Um, I spoke, again, we've got something going up on the site tomorrow, but I spoke to the Forest fan for a preview of the game. And they play with minimal possession and, like, do, you know, try and win 1 0. And that's fine as long as you're winning, but when the results dry up, it's, it's not great. So I think it's the most winnable. I agree with you, lads. I'd start, Grant. I think even Grant at fifty percent is better than our front three. And like I say, it's on Sky, you know, and not being funny, with like when Cosi made him his player of the season, if you put if he does it on Sky on live on TV, you know, it, it does help. And uh, yeah, I, I agree, I think we've got to go for it. I think it'd be interesting to see who plays because I think Sar could technically is available to play. I think that might help especially with Schumer
2: and Top Toss it down, Get Grant in, scores twice, live on Sky, we win game the Saturday after.
3: Exactly. You, make, you make a good point though, Brady. Like Best player, player of the season and, and maybe the next best player season season, they've not kicked a ball for us and we've lost all the games. It's We haven't got a big enough squad anyway. We need as best players in, like you said, Neil. We need them in, man. Yeah, we do. Simple.
5: So what predictions are we going for? I'd like to see Romani Edmonds green in for Schindler. Schindler's out. Um, I think he's the future on the right side of that defence. So he, for me... Uh, would come in uh, I think we can get something but I, I would imagine that both teams will be a little bit nervous having not picked up a point so I'm probably see a one-all draw going into this one but what about you guys
6: I'm going to go with something like a one-all Matt as well to be fair I think like you say, it'll be probably a little bit cagey a little bit nervy both teams need to get a, get a result under the belt and you know if each team settles for a point it's one point that's on the score sheet better than what they've got so I, I, I think I think I have a nil nil or one-all
5: well, Pete Collins says we'll beat them. Uh, what about you, Dale?
6: I think it depends Pete, if Grant Pete plays
1: or
5: not. Pete
0: said every week so far,
2: though.
5: <laughs> Pete had us in playoffs, didn't
0: he? <laughs> uh, I think if Grant's playing, it's a draw, potentially a win. Probably not, but if he's not playing, it's, it, 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 it's we're starting a, a loss already. We're not going to score, so... If Grant plays, I'll take a draw, one i
5: And also throw at iting. I'd, I'd start iting as well. Just yeah. throw him in, throw him in. Yeah, 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 i have to again. How right you Phil?
4: Two one town.
5: Oh, positive, I like that.
4: I just, I, I just think, yeah, I think, like I say, start with two tough games. Uh, sneak an early goal, hopefully, and um, I have no idea who'll score it, but sneak an early goal. Um, I think we'll do alright. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident.
5: Ready?
7: Get some new kids in. I think, I think we'll probably see a better performance. Um, I just, depending who's playing, if it's Grant or, or Ward, or you know. Yeah, I think we get a goal if they're playing. If not, I think it's probably nil-nil, lads. You know, we can't, we can't score at the moment. It'll um, yeah. show them out. But again, it's a point. Better than not.
5: <laughs> Neil, I think you got the last one.
7: Well, we've lost.
5: Of course.
2: Bit, bit looks a bit. Schindler and um, Toffler aren't going to be playing, have they? So the best form of defence is to get at them. Carlin Grant has got to play. If he's only got one leg, and he's half-arsed, he's still got more chance of score than the other three, get him in, get Matty Daly in, get this new lad in from Ajax. Kian Arrett is a striker, get him in and all. You know, look, why not? It cannot get any worse than it's been already. So I'm going to go for a very positive 2-0 Forest win. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think, well, uh, on, on paper, it's, it's all day a drawing it. Yeah. But at home, Carlin Grant back in. I think Carlin and Grant playing it give everybody else on pitch for us a lift because they know we've actually got a chance of getting a goal and won't be and done. So I'm going to go one-all, 2-1 one at time.
5: So i have been able 2 one Do we get yours, Cos? Do we get yours, Oh,
3: We bet them last year. I remember Johnny Stankovic nearly jumping it south down one of his rare good days at home. And we'll do it again. I think we're going to win 2 1, but I must admit, Neil, I were hoping Toffalo and uh, Schindler were back. So thanks for that brilliant team news, mate.
6: Just remember as well, as the Forest have won the European Cup at some point in the history, so we, we might not be able to compete with that. So you know, <laughs> if, we do, if we lose 1 0, it's probably a good
3: risk, uh, Just get your volume up on your
5: milk control. <laughs> hey,
3: it's electric. Hey, what the Forest sing? I don't know what their song is.
5: I love Kintyre, don't they? Yeah. But... You, you just, if, if he starts, You've
2: just genuinely got a chance of a goal straight off. It's that simple, isn't it? We've started other three games without that chance, so we'll start with Carlin Grant. Half ass Carlin Grant over anybody else. He does things we never expected. It's not. It's
5: not quite as uh, confident on uh, on the on the comments of a couple of two nil losses coming in, but we're, we're going for it here, aren't we? So have you get, lads, got anything anything else to to add today, or do I stick on this music and uh, Cosy sings us out?
2: Yeah, we're done. Put a fork in it.
5: I don't know what you're gonna to sing to this cosy, but I think no, that's I'm it not though. singing it, man. alright <laughs> yeah. thanks everybody for tuning Carlos in. Carlos had a dream to score a goal
3: <laughs> for town.
5: We're <laughs> on, it's on field town.
3: We're on our way back. Did it, Carlos had a dream.
1: There's a team that is dear to its followers, the colours are bright blue and white, they're a team of renown, they're the pride of the town, and the game of football is their alive.